This episode of the Weekly Standard Podcast is sponsored by The Great Courses. The Great Courses brings the world's greatest philosophers to your fingertips. With more than 500 audio and video series on science, history, philosophy, fine arts, better living, and more, The Great Courses are available on digital download and streaming at thegreatcourses.com or on DVD and CD or via The Great Courses apps. Best of all, you can listen to or watch The Great Courses at your own pace without the pressure of homework or exams. And now, for a limited time only, The Great Courses is giving our listeners an offer of up to 80% off the original price of selected courses, including The Secret Life of Words, English Words and Their Origins. For this limited time, 80% off offer, go to thegreatcourses.com WS to find out more. That's thegreatcourses.com WS. Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. With us from the Weekly Standard is Lee Smith, watcher of all things Middle Eastern. And Lee, we've had a chance to look at the deal for another week or so now. Is it getting any prettier as we look at it longer? Uh, no, Michael. As a matter of fact, uh, the more that uh, the more the document, the JCPOA a Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action is being scrutinized, um, the, the less appealing that it's, <laughs> that, that it's becoming. Um, look, I mean, the problem is not just, unfortunately, the problem is not just this particular document, but the problem is the way that the administration is selling this. I mean, one of the most recent issues that has come up, and we heard this over the, the weekend, both Secretary, or actually we heard it even before, we heard it last week, Secretary Kerry uh, talked about wanting to put the United States uh, or put Congress in a position where if it did not, uh, if it did not approve the deal, that uh, it would put it in conflict with the rest of the international community. And indeed, that's what the administration did when on Monday they went to the UN and the UN Security Council, not surprisingly, approved of the deal unanimously. Um, you know, I, I mean, the, the Hill wanted to take a look at this deal before it went to the UN, but that's not the way the administration wanted it. So this is one way in which, in which the uh, administration has taken an end around the American people. And that's the legitimate way. What's even worse is that we now find out that the administration has been making up stories about the deal, uh, most particularly regarding the anytime, anywhere inspections that the administration has been promising for quite some time. I think perhaps most famously in April when uh, Deputy National Security Advisor Ben Rhodes spoke about getting anytime, anywhere inspections from this deal. The president said the same thing, and so did various members of the cabinet. And now, both uh, Wendy Sherman explained last week, she's an undersecretary of state, she explained that that was just a rhetorical flourish. On the Sunday talk shows over the weekend, Secretary Kerry was saying he'd never, uh, was, was basically saying he'd never heard of anywhere, anytime inspections. That's it weird because I was watching. Wasn't going for I was that. watching the members of his own administration say anytime, anywhere, over and over and over again. It's just a strange thing. It's like, yeah. I, did I fall into like a, a, a parallel universe or something? Oh, absolutely. It's a real concern. I mean, because either, either the Secretary of State thinks it's okay to make up stories and tell untruths to the American people because our attention span is no longer than a 12-hour Twitter cycle. Or he himself really doesn't remember any of this. He's not in touch with his. He's not in touch with his staff. He's not in touch with anyone else in the administration. If he's never heard of the phrase "anywhere, anytime" inspections, yeah, it's 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 either way, it's ridiculous. 
Let me ask you about the disconnect between this deal and the people we're making the deal with. And this is something that Bill Crystal, our, our boss, has talked a lot about in the Weekly Standard and the podcast, which is the character of the Iranian regime. If you give them a nuke or a spoon or a spork, they're going to try to kill somebody, you know, kill their enemies with it because that's the revolutionary nature of their regime. Right. And Reuters is reporting that John Kerry said a speak by, speech by the Iranian leader, Khamenei, uh, vowing to defy America's policies in the region is, quote, very disturbing. Is that where we are? The Iranians do what they want with hundreds of, actually billions of dollars of new money, and we stand around being very disturbed that the Iranians are acting like, well, the Iranians? Yeah, well, this is the real concern, Michael. I totally agree with you. I mean, we see, <clears throat> there's a Pew poll, I have it in front of me, and it's just been released, uh, titled Iran Nuclear Agreement Meets with Public Skepticism. 48% of the American people disapprove of the deal. 38% um, uh, approve. So uh, the majority, uh, the, the majority, um, or the plurality rather, uh, uh, disapproves of the deal. And the American people are right to be suspicious. What this is, what this is evidence of is um, suspicion of the uh, Iranian regime. But it's not just that, because what you're talking about here, when Secretary Kerry. Um, evinces surprise that uh, that Khamenei would say something like this. Look, we understand the nature of the Iranian regime. They've been doing the same sorts of things since 1979 when they overran our embassy and took American hostages. Our concern is about the American administration. Our concern is about who's sitting in the White House and if they know who these people are and how to deal with them. And if they're going to uh, advance American interests, Protect American citizens, help American allies. That's what we want to know. And right now, the fact that the administration seems to be making things up on the fly or is surprised by things, um, it's not reassuring. It's unnerving, as a matter of fact. We know who the Iranians are. The United States is a superpower. We're a great country. We're more than capable of handling ourselves. The question is, is the administration capable of handling itself or does it think that getting outmaneuvered and outplayed by the Iranians is okay? That's the big concern. It's not about them. It's about our government, our officials, our leaders. Let me ask you about this argument that's been made recently, because the easiest part, I think, for the typical person who doesn't follow the Middle East as closely as you do to grasp is the idea that the Iranians, who we know fund terror, fund a terror army, uh, you know, uh, helped build bombs to kill Americans, are going to get this infusion of money. Some people have said $100 billion, Some people said $150 billion. It's going to be a lot. The administration's has actually argued, well, they won't be allowed to do anything with it that we would, you know, we would consider, you know, bad, like uh, funding Shia militias or funding right. a terror Hezbollah. I, 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 don't, I don't know. If, yeah, I don't know if they've actually said they wouldn't be allowed. I think that the, the, administra the administration has just tried to push back to say, um, well, sure, they're going to spend some of the money on that. But most of their money is going to go to rebuilding the Iranian economy. I mean, I, I think that's generally the argument they've made, which I think is a specious argument. But that's the one they've made. I, I don't. I, there, there's certainly no. Um, there's nothing in the document. There's nothing in the JCPOA that prevents the Iranians from spending money on Hezbollah or from um, from uh, supporting Bashar al-Assad. There's nothing in there like that. As much as we might wish, it's just it, 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 nothing like that. 
But we should fully expect that that's how they're going to use the money, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, there, I mean, I, I have an article up this morning on our uh, on our blog at the Standard uh, about uh, one of the arguments that people are making now is that well, since the sanctions regime hurt uh, the Iranian economy and empowered the IRGC, gave the Pastoran more control over the Iranian economy. Now what we see is that lifting sanctions. Uh, is a good thing insofar as this will weaken the IRGC. Well, this is not true. It uh, represents, you know, whatever kind of immediate signing bonus they're going to get, that represents a windfall for the IRGC. And the IRGC is not going to give up control, what control they have, they exercise over the Iranian economy. So, no, of course they're going to spend a great deal of their money uh, advancing their, their, their foreign policy, their foreign policy interests, whether that's in whether that's throughout the Middle East and Levant and Iraq, or whether that's elsewhere around the world, including Africa, Asia, and Latin America, where the Iranians are also uh, where the Iranians are also on the move. One last question for you, Lee. Knowing what you do about the Iranians, how they operate, their their, their strategy, short term, long term, should we expect to see some kind of bones tossed to the West, if you will, some pulling back or? You know, uh, some, maybe some uh, cooperative effort on ISIS that's an actually helpful from the Iranians in the short term to kind of, you know, uh, help things along politically? Or is it going to stay what we had yeah, this weekend? We will not be bound by the Americans. Will, we, right. will it be a nonstop barrage of death to America, death, death to Israel? Thank you for the money. Right. No, that's a very interesting question. I was just speaking with a colleague about that, whether, um, you know, I believe that there's been some speculation that maybe now the Iranians... Uh, the Iranians should be happy with the deal. They've been given almost everything they've wanted, um, and maybe they'll release the four American hostages now. Um, I countered that 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 seems to me unlikely. Um, uh, you know, I've, I've I've we've talked about this before when I've been on, and we have to see what's going on here between the United States, between the Obama administration and the Iranians. Two tracks. Again, one of the tracks is the discussions over the nuclear file, which happened in European cities, and what's going on actually on the ground in the Middle East. The way I look at it is the Iranians can't let up right now because they need to be able to press on both fronts, and they need to be able to use both of them at the same time. So that if, for instance, um, the administration um, finds Iran in violation of the JCPOA, I don't think that's likely that the administration is going to be looking for Iranian violations and to call them out on it. But insofar as they might do it, the Iranians can argue, really, you want to call us on this? Then we're going to heat things up in different places around the region. And it works, in the, uh, works on the other side as well. If the administration feels, for instance, that the Iranians may get, uh, may get too adventurous in Iraq or Syria, the Iranians turn back around and say, really? Then we'll heat things up on the nuclear file. So, no, I, I don't see that the Iranians will become any more accommodating at this point. I think it's not just the nature of the regime. I think in terms of their own strategic interests, they need to keep their, um, they need to keep their, their, um, their, their feet on the, uh, on, the, on the gas. Lee Smith, thanks so much for your time. We appreciate it. Thank you, Michael. You've been listening to the Weekly Standard Podcast. Please be sure to check weeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates. I'm your host, Michael Graham.